Hello, and welcome to Calling Monster Island, where I, the host Godzilla Kid, will tell you all there is to know about Godzilla. And today, we are doing a little bit of a special episode. Um, so, if you've been with me in the past, or for a while, you'll know that I've been talking about the Ultraman anime that was that is on Netflix uh, for a while. I've been talking about it for so long, for some reason. Uh... Yeah, but I've never actually covered it, even though it's, like, a really good anime. And Season 2 recently came out, so I thought this would be a really good opportunity to talk about the Ultraman anime. Yeah, so... Yeah, so, yeah, let's get to it, because, um... I don't think we have really any news, so... Yeah, okay, let's let's jump right to it. Um, so, real quick, I do want to give a brief, non-spoilery review if, about this show. Um, so, if you really, like, go in-depth on these shows, like I do, and really pay attention to every detail, um, something about this show is that it has a good plot, and... I do really like this show, but there is something about it, and that is the animation in this show is super glitchy. Like, it's really, really bad animation. Mostly because they rendered all the characters, not just the Ultraman suits, not just uh, the monsters, which we'll get to the monster design in a little bit, but, um, you know not just that it's like every single thing in this show is rendered in full th- uh, 3d animation and it just is really off-putting um because we get you know a show like singular point where all of the lip movement is on point and like all of the animation looks so very fluent and looks very human i guess and this show does not look very human. It definitely looks like a 3D model is being annotated a lot. Um, so the animation style is very glitchy and very weird. Um, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned it in my episode, but that's something I have. Well, that's a problem I have with the uh, Godzilla anime trilogy on uh, Netflix. The the three movies I. There's just something about that kind of animation that just is so off-putting. And, yeah, it's it's really weird. But anyways, um, let's get to it. Uh, so, yeah, spoilers, obviously. Um, for definitely season uh, one, I mean, it's 2022 the season has been out for three years now, so if you haven't seen it, that's your fault. I'm not taking the blame for this, but uh, basically, in season one, we get introduced to uh, Shinjiro Hayata, aka the son of the original Ultraman, uh, Shin Hayata, and we learn a little bit about uh, like what Ultraman is in this universe, because This is not connected to the main Ultraman universe. This is a separate uh, universe. Um, 
And yeah, so we kind of get to learn who Ultraman is and what Ultraman is, basically, if that makes any sense. Um, because Ultraman is treated much differently in the show. Um, so the original Ultraman first appeared in 1966, and from then on, there hasn't been any actual Ultraman appearances, uh, from the actual Giant of Light himself, um, but in the present day, uh, everybody kind of just remembers Ultraman as this grand hero and is very nostalgic for Ultraman, almost. Like, it sounds weird, but everybody is very nostalgic for this giant being of light who just literally blows up giant cities. Like, it sounds weird, but yeah, people are nostalgic for Ultraman because they remember Ultraman being this protector and this force of, uh... This, this force of goodness, I guess you could say, to just push away the evil. And, you know, I like this plot, but what's, what's really weird is that, um, you know, it's said in the show that uh, Shin Hayata was the original Ultraman, and that there were, like, no other Ultramen, and that the people who wear the Ultraman suits have to have this thing in their in their DNA called the Ultraman Factor, which was added to Shin Hayata's blood, or, like, added to his DNA after he morphed with Ultraman. And so some of that power was still left over uh, when Shinjiro was born, and that Ultraman power, that Ultraman Factor, was passed on to Shinjiro, but then we get to see a lot of other people who are not related to Shinjo in any way whatsoever and either have the Ultra Factor or their suits have been perfectly worked for their body. It's really hard to say because we get we get treated with so many different characters that all have an Ultraman suit. And this gets much, much harder to understand in Season 2 with a different character that I'll talk about in a second. Uh, but yeah, so it's basically just discovering the world. Uh, I mean, Season season 1 is basically just about discovering the world of Ultraman and seeing where we are in this alternate uh, world. And so basically... <sighs> The main way we know that uh, Shinjiro is definitely Ultraman's son, or, you know, not really Ultraman's son, but basically, uh, is when he's in the uh, SSSP building with his dad and some of his dad's co-workers, he's just walking around and he falls off a ledge that's like a 40-foot ledge, and he just like, drops on his back, and then just gets right back up, and he was like a toddler, like, he was fine, he was just perfectly fine, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, anyways, uh, 
we also get to discover a lot of things like the uh the the alien cities which basically a lot of aliens uh have come to earth to try and uh basically uh kill humans and then eat, eat them as food because uh a lot of these alien species are being pushed away by the SSSP but here's the thing they're also eating humans so it's kind of a like a two-sided argument it's like yeah these aliens are getting treated really unfairly and don't have a source of food at all but then again they're eating human beings so you know um so yeah the alien cities are kind of just secret areas where all of the aliens reside that like nobody knows they exist and yeah i i really like this element of the show because we kind of get to see the human world compared to the alien world um yeah this i really really like season one um it's a lot more plot and character development than it is actual, like, I guess, story, or not story, but, like, fighting. Uh, it's really, it's really weird. There's, like, two or three major fights. I guess four, technically, but anyways... Um, yeah, so that's really all I have to say about season one. Um, we do get introduced to Dan Moriboshi and Seiji Hokuto, which, if you didn't already notice, those are references to old, uh, uh, those, those are references to other Ultraman, uh, names, Ultra 7 and Ultraman Ace, um, <laughs> Anyways, so let's move on to the plot of season two more in depth, uh, because season two is wild, and even though it's a shorter season, we have a lot, a like a lot to talk about. So, yeah, let's get started with uh, episode one. So, in episode one, uh. Basically, what happens is people start disappearing, like, all over the world. And, well, not all, all over the world, but mainly in New York. And so, basically, what happens is this alien appears in the center of New York. I, I don't think it's Times Square, but anyways, it appears in New York. And all these people run over... And go see uh, this alien. And then there's a big flash of light. And all these people disappear. And so the SSSP is alerted about this. And they have no idea what's going on. But hey. Time for a new protagonist to come in and step in. And you know be all like. Woo. I have a solution. Okay, it's Kotaro Higashi uh, from Ultraman Taro, but not from Ultraman Taro, because he's a reporter, and 
yeah, anyways. I kind of hate this character, like, a lot. Um, I think he has zero personality other than, like, three tropes. He has, a like, a revenge trope, a don't-fight trope, and a rookie trope. So, I guess the... Like, the rookie trope is when he actually becomes Ultraman, or Ultraman Taro, because everybody just starts calling him Taro. Um, every, like, everybody starts calling him Taro, and the rookie trope is like, oh, I don't know how to be Ultraman, I, you know, I'm stupid, I, I hate this character so much. I'm sorry, but I hate this character. Okay. So, mainly... The thing of note about uh, Kotaro is he... uh, He knows this girl named Izumi. And that's his girlfriend, right? And, uh... She dies uh, to the hands of these aliens. These really weird aliens. Um, but then, uh, he's like, he, okay, so basically, the way these aliens transport all these people, uh, which, okay, they don't, they don't kill them, but what they do is they transport in them into this void-like area. Just this giant void filled of with nothingness but people, if that makes any sense. They just store people in this giant void in like a frozen state so they don't really know what's going on. And so for a long, long time, uh, we get this whole thing of like, um, like, well, uh, we don't really know what's going on to, oh, we do know what's going on, but we have no idea how to fix it to this stupid reporter guy came in and told us exactly what to do. And we're gonna follow it to a T. It's so stupid. Anyways. Then we get... Some of the stupidest... Uh... Like... Plot tropes I've ever seen ever. Where our main character... Who has shifted from... Uh... Shinjiro Hayata over to Kotaro... Uh... Is just like, I know exactly what to do at every single moment, and I'm going to do exactly that. Anyways, they try to transport him, and that doesn't work, and he lights on fire, basically. But now he can source fire from his body. It's just, it's he's Ultraman Taro, alright? That's all you need to know. Now he's Ultraman Taro. Uh, Jack, which is a very, very minor character from the first season, uh, who now has connections to Yapul, the guy who is taking care of, uh, Seiji, Seiji Hokuto, 
the best character in this entire show. Uh, he has, he now has like full communication access to Yapool, and Yapool built him a suit and built the Taro suit for some reason. But anyways, after that, uh, Jack meets up with Taro, or Kotaro, I guess, and, uh, yeah, they become an Ultraman duo, and it's cool. Yay, woohoo. Anyways, this giant guy, which is, he's not giant, he's more giant than the Ultraman, because they're just basically wearing, uh, Iron Man suits. Um, but anyways, this giant man appears. Well, I, I guess not man. He's like an alien thing. Anyways, he demands half of the human population. Uh, by, uh, in twenty four hours, and if the world's uh, government doesn't give it to him, then he's just gonna kill everybody. Starting with Japan, because, you know, Ultraman and, and plot convenience and stuff. Anyways, the SSSP doesn't know what to do about that. So, uh, basically, uh, Kotaro and Jack tell them exactly what to do. And they, they, they do it, but still that guy has a plan. Uh... He has this giant weapon that he's going to deploy. Yeah, anyways. Okay, then Shinjiro gets captured, like, somewhere in that plotline. And he gets rescued by Seiji Hokuto, the best character in the entire show. And, uh, yeah, this... Okay, season two is very nonsensical. And I, I love it. It's so nonsensical. I just, I love it. Because this anime is one to be taken seriously. But it's so funny. Anyways. Then we get a kind of sort of not really interesting plot line about this princess. Who is just has such a weird design. It's like they tried to make a waifu for this season, but did it weirdly? Anyways, she's like a a waifu that's constantly in a bikini. She doesn't wear anything else but a bikini, like, ever. Also, her feet, or her legs, not her feet, her, her legs have fur on them, but not a single other part of her body has fur on it, which is so weird. Oh, and her skin is, like, a bluish purple, and she gets killed in, like, the fourth episode. Yeah, she's really an important character. Okay, they try to play her off as an important character, but she's not. She's literally not. Stop saying that she is. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Then, this guy, this evil Mr. Man, or evil Mr. It, I don't really know the pronouns of this thing. I don't even know what gender this thing is, but anyways. Uh, 
it unleashes this thing called the Golden Fortress, which is basically just like a King Joe that you can pilot. And uh, for some reason, that sounds really similar to something that, I don't know, maybe happened like one or maybe two years ago on a certain platform called YouTube. Um, I don't know, you know. I How can we ever know, you know? <laughs> it's King Joe custom, but not. It's really weird. Anyways, this King Joe ripoff like, incinerates a bunch of stuff. Uh, Taro blows it up because plot convenience, and then the rest of the Ultramen fight the alien guy, the end. Also, Bemular from the first season shows up, and he's not any important to any part of the plot at all. So yeah, favorite and least favorite moments, because, you know. Um, favorite moment is, uh, Anything that has to do with uh, Taro's English voice actor. Because I think he's voiced by the guy who voiced Sonic in the Sonic Boom cartoon on Cartoon Network. Because I watched a lot of that show because it was trash. And I thought it was hilarious. And I think it's the same voice actor. So yeah, any moment involving the English voice actor for Taro is pure comedy gold even if he's trying to say a serious line it comes off as a joke but anyways uh least favorite moment um i gotta say it's the it's like the introduction of seiji to this season because they not only changed his voice but for some reason, and for, for some reason, which I don't understand, they decided to do this thing where instead of making him an important character, he's a character that barely appears in the entire season. So the character with the best charisma in the entire season from last season hardly appears this season, and I hate it. I'm, I'm like, downright mad about this so yeah yep um impact um well okay i guess i can't really say impact for the anime because the anime hasn't had very much impact but hey this is based off of a manga so you know go read that uh Final thoughts? Yeah, I guess so. Um, this show can be serious. This show can also be extremely silly. But overall, the show is good. Like, go check it out. It's on Netflix. I feel like almost everybody has Netflix at this point, but, you know. Also, the second and final season of Pacific Rim The Black came out, and you know how much I loved that show, so... Yeah, I've officially deemed this month Anime April. So, yeah, expect an uh, episode really, like, really soon. Also, um, I don't, I don't think we're gonna do uh any Evangelion episodes because, to be completely fair, that show is a slog to watch through. 
I still haven't watched through all of it. And what, my last episode was like in March or something? Like, dude, it's a slog to watch. But anyways, so yeah, expect a new episode coming soon. As soon as I have enough time to binge all of Pacific Rim the Black. By the way, I did watch this entire season of Ultraman in exactly one day. So, you know. Um, so anyways. I have to, you know, plug this somewhere. But you can listen to my podcast on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, I'm pretty sure Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Um, trying to get a website set up right now, um, we might get, I might get it set up sometime soon. Or maybe it'll be like my first website, and maybe it'll just get defunct. But, who knows, you know? Uh, but anyways. Uh, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and I will read it out on the cast, and give you a quick mention and a thank you. And, as always, uh, keep being cool as usual, and, uh, you know, watch that God's watch those Godzilla movies. Also, um, real real quick thing, uh, I just wanna wanna put this out into the world. I'm gonna start branching out from just kaiju stuff. It's not gonna be super often, but we're gonna do some more video game related stuff uh, because I do really like video games, specifically Nintendo, so we're gonna branch out a little bit from Godzilla and Kaiju stuff, and we're not gonna do this all the time, but we are gonna do some uh, more video game-related stuff. So, yeah, uh, just keep that in mind. Um, So, yeah. Have a nice day, as always, and uh, stay hydrated. See you later.